Hello, I'm John Ellenthal, and I'm joined by Kurt Schneider. And this is the latest episode of Smart Drivel. Yes, it is. Uh, we, 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 uh, we hope for the smart, but we definitely promise the drivel. There's lots of that for you. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today, Kurt? Well, this one came in from one of our listeners. Ah, very nice. So it's always nice to get a topic from a listener. This one, and it's interesting because on the surface, you think of it one way, but it's actually got some depth. It's got some gravitas. It has some meat to it. When you say gravitas, uh, the first thing I think of is salmon, but I think that's yeah, a gravlox. It is. It's much different. Do you think of salmon when you say gravitas? I don't, no. Will you now? Yes. Okay. Because I, by the way, we talked about capers last time. Um, I love the caper berry, which you have not tried yet still. I had never heard of a caper berry. Lo- I'm just familiar with the little berry. ones that come like soaked in vinegar and you only use when you're having, you know, smoked salmon. Try the extra large caper berry and it comes with a stem you can eat. Anyway, the topic yeah. for today, underappreciated states. Now, we're going to talk states, both, both upper and lower case. So it could be a state that is part of the United States of America. That's a state. It could be a state of being in one way or the other. Like existentialism? Yes. Or it could be a state like a governmental state that's been underappreciated throughout time. What's an example of a governmental state? Well, it could be a piece of of time of government. So, Like a government theory? Well, here's what pops into mind. Okay. Trotsky. Trotsky pop The guy who played for the Islanders? No, that was Trottier. Ah. Different guy. Trotsky, Leon Trotsky, he had a tough, tough go of it because you had the Bolshevik Revolution of 1917. When was that? By the way, I saw that movie in 1917. Very good. Oh, I did. I Bolshevik Revolution, well. 1917. Lenin sweeps in. Okay? Lenin dies. Trotsky comes in. 1926, maybe around there. The problem is Trotsky is sandwiched, by the way, that was a good podcast, our sandwich one, in between Lenin and Stalin. He tries to do both. He tries to be pure like Lenin, but try to put it into sort of the future, uh, not the five-year plans that Stalin did, but a little more future-esque. And then Stalin basically said, eh, sent him to Mexico and killed him. So that's an underappreciated state. What is it about the state, though, that he wanted to run that made it underappreciated? Was it a good thing? Well, I think that Stalin didn't appreciate it, and Stalin basically took over for the next 40 years. So what Trotsky's time was is underappreciated. Well, underappreciated gives me the impression that it's a lot better than people give it credit for. Was there something about his system, his societal governmental system that is admirable in ways that don't get credit in the mainstream? This is when we turn back to our listeners and say, Google it. Okay. Okay. So. um, What about a state state, John? Give me an underappreciated state, like one of the 50. Huh. An underappreciated state. So I'm going to pick a state that I lived in. And that's the state of Tennessee. And it, I I, I think it's underappreciated because I think there's a perception among northern folk like you and I that it's you know part of the south and we have all sorts of unfortunate attitudes um, about the south but Tennessee is made up of Memphis to the far southwest Nashville in the middle yeah and then Knoxville Knoxville in the east part of the state all very different cities so we lived in Memphis and Memphis has uh, many distinctions barbecue 
That is one of them. It is one of several places in the U.S. that claims to be the birthplace of the blues as well. Uh, and Beale Street is a place not to be missed if you're in that part of the world. Uh, it is. Uh, it borders the Mississippi River, which is the state line between Tennessee and Arkansas. And there are not that many places in this world where within a 15, 20-minute ride, you could be in Tennessee, Arkansas, and Mississippi. And is that interesting? Um, it, was, it was interesting to me at the time. But I think uh, what surprised me most about Tennessee is where it is. I, had a, I looked at a map, and it's a lot further north and west than I thought it was, particularly the western part of the state. It is 300 miles south directly south, due south, of, of St. Louis. And, uh, and I'm going, I know that you were talking about St. Louis recently. Well, I think Missouri's underappreciated. Again, underappreciated means it has a bunch of really wonderful so aspects that Missouri don't... has people, and again, I'm being ethnocentric here, right? So I've only lived in New York, Connecticut, and, and California, so I am a coastal person. And Do you refer to the middle part of the country over, as flyover I, states? I, I do not. I will say it Have you ever time. done it? Be yes. honest. You have. It, it was derisive, and you acted all superior and pretentious? Look, those who know me, superior and pretentious and judgmental, don't. Okay, yes, that does come yeah. off quite often. But Do they teach that at Dartmouth? I do or did think you that get selected by Dartmouth for those things? I could be a little bit of both. Okay. But Missouri, you have two major cities. You have Kansas City, which people don't realize is in Missouri, too. St. Louis. And by the way, the St. Louis Arch, Eero Saarinen designed it. It was unbelievable. The gateway to the West, it's where, by the way, Saarinen also did the TWA building. Which is now being turned into a hotel yes, at JFK. I don't know why you go to stay there. But well, what if you have to? But they're not. It's, the people go there for like the weekend. I don't, oh, I, don't, I don't want to spend a weekend in the parking lot of JFK no. Airport. And Saarinen also has the table that most people have in their kitchen or a knockoff thereof, the round tulip table it's called. Thereof would be another example of the <laughs> hard-coded. By the way, uh, 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 St. Louis, which is pretty cool, right? That's where basically undaunted courage took place, right? So when the That's guys- where the Dred Scott case was litigated as well. Huh. Yeah. So does that make it underappreciated, though? I, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that, that comes out of there. Well, look, it's obviously an important moment in United States history. And I agree that the arch is one of the, you know, few, let's have, you know, it's certainly an iconic image of a place and, um, and a state of mind as the gateway to the West. I had a problem in St. Louis once. Did you cause it? Well, it wasn't really a problem. I was there one night. And uh, by the way, one night I was there was fantastic because I went to a St. Louis Blues playoff game. And then I went to Bush Stadium to see a Cardinal game all on the same night. It was a lot of fun. Do you I remember think, who they were playing? No. Either game? That same night, there was a, um, a challenge, I guess, to find an unfresh Budweiser. An unfresh Budweiser, and what's unfresh mean? It was it, it was it was up to up to interpretation. Okay, so it wasn't just past an expiration date. Up to interpretation, unfresh. Yeah, it took us quite a while to find an unfresh. Yeah. But you know, they have casino boats in the Mississippi. They do right there. Yeah, yeah so they do. You try those too, and it was it was an interesting evening. But which, anyway. which genius um, that you were with decided, hey, I have a great intellectual pursuit that we'll get hours of fun and entertainment from. Let's seek out an unfresh 
Budweiser. At the time, it sounded like a good idea. How many fresh Budweisers had you had to the point before making that decision? South Dakota, another. I'm not done. With, I'm not done with St. Louis. I have taken a tour of the Budweiser factory in St. Louis. Okay. I have been to the top of the arch. I don't think they call it a factory, by the way. What do they call it? Brewery. Yeah. yeah. They don't manufacture. I guess they don't manufacture. You've taken the elevator up the arch. I have. And how's the view? Um, it's a good view. I don't know. I don't know if there's a. I mean, it's not the most densely populated area, so I don't know that there's a lot of things to look at other than the vista, which is always cool. I have been to um, the old Bush and the new Bush Stadium, and I've also been to a hockey game in St. Louis. By the way, they have a, a they had at least in the early part of the 20th century a very robust Italian American section. Two of the greatest catchers in baseball history come from that section in St. Louis. Do you know who they are? Probably. Is one of them Johnny Bench? No. Is he one of the greatest catchers of all time? Yes. Of course he is. Yogi Berra? Yes. Um, and I don't want to say Roy Campanella. No. Joe Garagiola. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Both from St. Louis, both from that neighborhood. Interesting, oh, that, right? that is interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you want to say anything about Kansas City? I've also been to Kauffman Stadium and, and uh, in Kansas City. Anything you, else you wanted to add about your argument for the underappreciated nature. Also great barbecue. Yeah, it's a different kind of barbecue. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different kind and of by barbecue. By the way, you also have the Ozarks in Missouri. Uh-huh. Do you know that there were a lot of people in the 19th century who, you know, Jesse James type of people who were stealing stuff, who ran to Tennessee and to Missouri. Do you know why? Because they had a different type of law. No, there. an abundance of natural caves. Uh, did you ever go spelunking? I have been spelunking. I don't like to spelunk. because it's fun one, to say. It is very fun to say. And there are, we'll have a whole podcast on words that are fun to say. Spelunking actually freaks me out. One of my personal fears is being trapped in a really tight space and being you know, trapped underneath something. I agree. So when you're crawling along, that just freaks me out. So while I enjoy saying spelunking, ironically, I don't enjoy doing spelunking. So... From the from the arch in St. Louis to the to Mount Rushmore, I think you were going to talk about South Dakota. Oh, look, South Make Dakota. your argument for why South Dakota is underappreciated. First of all, it's beautiful. Again, I want to get back to the, the before you continue. I'm sorry. Underappreciated. I keep going back to this. Means that it doesn't cre- get the credit and admiration it deserves. Yes, I agree. So, do you think people don't think South Dakota is beautiful? I think that they kind of lump it in with North Dakota. And well, that's that's because of the the brand names they chose. And by the way, someone once told me who lives in South Dakota that they made a mistake in in now this is their opinion in dividing the states that they divided it. East-West, and it should be North-South because really there's a huge difference of the eastern part of both North and South Dakota and the western. So we should really have West Dakota and East Dakota, not North. And I think if you talk to someone from there, they might agree. I don't know. If a plane crashed on the border of North and South Dakota, where would you bury the survivors? Uh If a rooster laid an egg on top of a roof, the peak roof, would it go to the right side or the left side? Um, If... An electric train is going north at 50 miles an hour, and there's a wind blowing south 20 miles an hour. Which direction does the smoke go? Very nice. Thank you. Uh, How many surrealists does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know. Fish. 
<laughs> how many, actually someone said to me this morning, uh, a screw in the light bulb joke, believe it or not, about an hour ago. Sorry, I got two today. I was yeah. at the gym and the, the trainer said. At the gym, good for you. Thank you very much. Uh, the trainer said, how many bodybuilders does it take to screw in a light bulb? And I, of course, didn't know. And he said three, one to screw in the light bulb and the other guy, the other two to say, to tell him how huge he looked while he was doing it. <laughs> That's good. That's all right. Good. So make your case for South well, Dakota. So it's beautiful have, and it's divided. Well, wrong. first of all, first of all, you have wall drug, which you'll say, eh, it's cheesy, but you drive in South Dakota, you take Route 90. You see signs for wall drug for 200 miles to keep coming. And then it's this fun sort of wall drug. Oh, you also have Mitchell Corn Palace. I was going to say the Corn Palace is there. All built out of corn. Fun to see. It's kind of Americana in itself. You want to hear something crazy about me? Sorry. Yes, please. I have been to Mitchell, South Dakota, yet I did not go to the Corn Palace. Largely because I don't No, Actually, I was forced to take clients um, pheasant hunting and... I guess it wasn't forced, but there was something we did every year or our company did every year. And every year they asked me if I would come along. And every year I said no. And then one year I panicked and I said, okay, not this year, but next year. And lo and behold, next year arrived and I had to go. And it was November. It had to be minus. It had to be close to zero. It was brutally cold. I went to Cabela's. In the 48 hours I was there, I went to Cabela's three times to continue to buy. And... um it was not the world's greatest experience. But and you didn't go to the corn palace. I have been. I did not. I did go to um, a strip joint and had a very embarrassing experience there, uh, which I'll tell you about when you're done telling us about things about South Dakota. Well, I was just going to say you also have the Badlands. And yeah. You have Mount Rushmore. I would love to see Mount Rushmore. Have you seen them? Yes. And is it as impressive in person or was it? Yes. Yeah. It is. How and big is it? It, is it awesome in size? It is awesome in size. It is huge. And if you've seen North by Northwest. Of course I have. Yeah, so we, I was with three friends and we tried to um, recreate some and, of these. Uh, uh, St. Uh, Marie, Marie, uh, Ava Marie Saint, yes. right? Very and beautiful. We actually tried to, one of us was pretending he was uh, Alfred Hitchcock who put himself in every movie. That's by his the way, thing. By. by the way, Rope was done in uh, one shot. Uh, Favorite Hitchcock movie. Lock. Uh, Vertigo. Rear Window. Yeah, Rear Window is awesome, too. I mean, that's just... Vertigo is awesome, too. And To Catch a Thief is, is kind of fun, Hitchcock, if you want to be fun. Where does the birds fit in? Where does not the birds? Where do birds... No, not not for you. Not for me. Psycho? Yeah. Eh, not bad, but, you know, it's kind of like it's expected to say something. I think Grace Kelly, um, that was peak Grace Kelly for me, Rear Window. And to create that kind of drama and fear with such little fabulous. I mean, that, that was a great movie. Iowa. Des Moines. Quad city. Uh-huh. Do you know the quad cities are actually five? I did not. I was going to ask you to name the four. Yeah. Well, Can you name the four? Moline, East Moline, Davenport. Uh, and then there's two others that this guy, I know my trainer who I work out with. Oh, congratulations. That's good. Thank good you. for you. He tells me all the time, the other two. And I always remember them while I'm working out and then I forget. I am. Um, I've never been able to commit all four to memory. What's the fifth? Uh-huh. What's the fifth? Uh-huh. Okay, so that would be an underappreciated part of the Quad Cities. But I, it might be like in Illinois, not in Iowa. So well, why not? and we're talking about why can't, Iowa and Chicago. It makes Illinois. I always think of Moline as being in Illinois. You're telling it me, is. okay? <laughs> but I think like New Rock City or whatever the one is. is That's New Rochelle. 
So, which, by the way, when I grew up, we did not have New Rock City. Which yeah, just that's a little America, embarrassing. So they try to be cool. Do people who live there like the fact that it's called New Rock City? I don't think so. I it's think like it's people in marketing. Chicago, they hate when they say, like, Chi-Town it's, it's, or Frisco. I mean, those to, to, to locals, that is just I anathema. I so I can't name the Quad Cities, all four or five of them, but I can name the three rivers that converge in Pittsburgh. So the Ohio, the Allegheny, mm-hmm. and the Monongahela. Yes, the Another Monongahela. fun word to say, Absolutely. the Monongahela. It's a great one. So Iowa. Pittsburgh's up and coming. I read a lot about how Pittsburgh is really come, merging as a startup and tech hub. I was born there. Were you really born there? Yeah. McGee Women's Hospital, 1965. I thought only women could be born there. Uh, no, women are <laughs> admitted there. Oh, okay. So <laughs> You're allowed to be born there. I was confused about how that works. Can I go back to Iowa for a second? Uh, yes, take us away, Kurt. So, first of all, they have a race across Iowa. I've never done it. It's called like Ragbri. It's like the something something great race across Iowa. And um, but the big thing about Iowa, and this is kind of sad to be known for, the crash. That's what they're known for. The day the music died. Oh, of course. Um, yes, I. Woody Holly, I will tell Allen's and the Big Bopper. That's correct. And that is, of course, the basis for American Pie, which is literally the day the music died. Chantilly Lace, great song by Big Bob. I do not, I almost started to sing there, but um, (laughs) I am completely uh, completely unable to sing. Um, Although in my next life, I would uh, would love to be able to sing because it's so beautiful. Um, So even though I'm familiar with the crash and the day the music died, as well as the passengers on that plane, at least the famous musical ones, I do not associate it with Iowa. Of course, it happened in Iowa. You know what? My favorite thing about Iowa is Field of Dreams. Did you enjoy that movie? Very much so. I love it. I mean, it's just, it's it's beautiful. I love baseball, but it's about fathers and sons. And there's so many wonderful themes there that, and I have... um, there's this great, um, there's this artist who creates minimalist um, posters of famous venues, starting off with sports stadium or stadia. And I have a minimalist poster of the field of field of dreams. And actually this upcoming summer, uh, there's going to be a game, a major league game, like a Sunday night game, the Yankees and maybe the White Sox. From there? We should go. To Iowa. Yeah. Um, to see that game. And we could actually have our first remote podcast. Done. Okay. By the way, you just remind me of something. Thank you. Because Field of Dreams brought this up. We're talking about underappreciated states. Yes. We've talked about. You're trying to at least. Well, we've I've done my states. best to take you off of that. <laughs> well, we've talked about after states. that lame Tennessee start I gave us. But we got there. Uh, how about this? Okay. I just thought about this because of Field of Dreams. Everyone talks about how great Nirvana is, right? Nirvana definitely not underappreciated. The music I or the state? The state? Probably the state, given the state. our topic here. The state. I think the state of being right below Nirvana, underappreciated. Does that have a name? It's got to. Okay. But it doesn't get it. See, we don't even know its name. But that, it doesn't that would get be its an due. indication of being underappreciated if we don't know its name. And it doesn't get its due. Nirvana, everyone gets. But if you're right below Nirvana, that's pretty damn good. You know what? It could be called Sony, which is south of Nirvana. It is? You Didn't just came you? up with that. I did. You know, also, it could be Beanie, which is you know below Nirvana. These are not going to catch on, are they? No, I think we right now. But I, anyway, I think that is an interesting state. What other states are underappreciated? Um, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated uh, or become more desirous and uh, of the state of calm, which is not something that um, neither you nor I 
um, understand or experience all that often, but on the rare, rare occasions where I've actually felt calm and clear, um, it's remarkable because it creates all this energy and all this, uh, all this focus. So do you meditate? I don't, but I'm reading about it. Does that count? (laughs) (laughs) Meditation for dummies? No, I'm actually reading a fascinating book. Um, It's about Buddhism, but it's, it's really a story of evolutionary psychology and it's discussing how, how our, our psychology hasn't quite evolved to the point our, a lot of how our psychology works was a function of what life was like a long time ago and life today, very different. And, uh, and our, our, our psychology hasn't completely caught up. And it talks about a lot of the illusions that our brain creates for us, which can, be prob- which can create problems. And it does get into meditation and the teachings of the Buddha. Um, and I and- think that's because, that's an interesting point. I think it's because before we had before the 20th century, for sure, before the, in the mid-second part of the 20th century, life was about getting through, right? The day. Very different priorities. And therefore, you don't have time to think about existential things. Think about to meditate. You, your psychology yeah, and what you went through was, how am I going to milk the cow, not get you know, the plague, and get through the day? Yeah, it, we, I guess we live closer to the top of Maslow's hierarchy than they did back then. Whoa, Thank talk you very about much. showing off. I, I wasn't showing sure off. I was trying to be relevant. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Um, in any event, uh, I will be happy to share more about evolutionary psychology in a different episode because Please. we've reached that time, unfortunately, where we need to wrap up this episode. Wow. In fact, we've gone a little bit over time. It flew uh, by. It did fly by. So. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for spending some time with us. Uh, we hope you found um, our our conversation to be filled with drivel and maybe occasionally something smart, although I, for the life of me, can't figure out what the smart parts would be. But it seemed to have worked that we got a recommendation for a topic, and it worked. So if any other listeners out there, all 17 of you, have an idea, so send it to us. We touched any reason you chose a prime number, or was that just a random thing? So other than the states that uh, relate to Trotsky, Tennessee, Missouri, Iowa, South Dakota, Nirvana, Nirvana. the state below Nirvana. um, Well, those were the states I would have never predicted any of those would have come up in our conversation. And that's one of the wonders, at least in your and my opinion, about Smart Dribble. Uh, We look forward to next time. I'm John Ellenthal. Kurt Schneider. Signing off. Thank you. Thank you.